Welcome to the Red Words Podcast, where we pursue a personal relationship with God the Father and His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Join us weekly as we deep dive into the dynamic and oftentimes curious Holy Spirit-inspired book of God's Word. Revelation chapter 22 offers more insights into what the world will be like in the kingdom of heaven. Interestingly, things come full circle from Genesis, as the tree of life and the beauty and glory of God's original creation is restored. Rivers will be clean and pure again. All information, knowledge, and wisdom will be unveiled for the betterment of all. Plants will sustain everlasting life. Nothing will be lost. And the kingdom of heaven will thrive with honorable and productive activity. Here is Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 through 5. Then the angel showed me a river with the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. It flowed down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. No longer will there be a curse upon anything, for the throne of God and the Lamb will be there, and His servants will worship Him, and they will see His face, and His name will be written on their foreheads, and there will be no night there, no need for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them, and they will reign forever and ever. In the beautiful new holy city Jerusalem, with its buildings and streets of pure gold, flows the Lamb's water of life, as Jesus explained in John chapter 7, verse 37, when Jesus opened wide his arms and said, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And again, in Revelation chapter 7, verse 17, Jesus identifies himself as the sacrificial lamb and as the shepherd of his flock when he says, For the lamb on the throne will be their shepherd, and he will lead them to springs of life-giving water. This river of crystal clear flowing water is the life everlasting, as we read in John chapter 3, verse 14. But whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. This life-giving water also feeds the tree of life that is replanted in the holy city from the Garden of Eden. That tree is now available to anyone in the kingdom of heaven and bears fresh new fruit every month while its leaves offer healing, so perfection is maintained in God's kingdom forever. Never again will there be any sort of imperfection, entropy, and the second law of thermodynamics. No chaos or confusion will ever again deteriorate God's perfectly ordered systems. And this perfection wells up in every single person as they worship Him in His presence. Everyone will see the Lord God's face, and on their foreheads His holy and wonderful name is written, thus identifying His beloved forever. Wow! Marked by God for all eternity. What a blessing and an honor to serve and glorify Him. 
Once again, Scripture states that the illumination of God's Shekinah glory and the Lamb's light obliterate any requirements for lamps or a sun. Darkness is gone as the true Lord God and His Son reign in love, purity, and truth over the new earth and the holy city forevermore. Here are verses 6 and 7. Then the angel said to me, Everything you have heard and seen is trustworthy and true. The Lord God who inspires his prophets has sent his angel to tell his servants what will happen soon. Look, I am coming quickly. Blessed are those who obey the word of prophecy written in this book. And so, one of the Lord Jesus Christ's most blessed names finally comes true. Emmanuel, God with us, is fulfilled as the prophets promised. But there's an interesting word used in this scripture, soon. Some translations use the word quickly, which is slightly more accurate depending upon which definition within each word is applied. Both soon and quickly have caused much confusion when one uses the definition to mean right away, in a short time, or with little or no delay, as in promptly. We all know Jesus' return was not immediately after his ascension. Instead, it's best described in English as in the future or later. In the Greek, however, the word used is tachau, which means coming rapidly at the appointed time. King Jesus' removal of God's church during the Harpazo will be lightning fast. No one will have time to think or react. The same applies to his second coming when he presents himself in the clouds. And the reason the Lord has not returned soon is of vast importance, for had he returned for his beloved shortly after his ascension, then God's church would not have been completely gathered. Therefore, until the last person is brought into God's loving care, King Jesus cannot snatch that group from earth, nor can his second coming follow. Humanity must understand that the Lord Jesus Christ's deep, desiring love for all to choose him is unmistakable in his arms wide open, stretched across the universe invitation. Jesus' powerful love is limitless, and his promise is sure. Come to me, all who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. <laughs> the eternal kind of rest with the Lord God Almighty forever. Here are verses 8 through 10. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said, No, don't worship me. I am a servant of God, just like you and your brothers, the prophets, as well as all who obey what is written in this book. Worship only God. Then he instructed me, Do not seal up the prophetic words in this book, for the time is near. Once again, John is overwhelmed and falls at the angel's feet to worship. And yet again, the angel corrects this behavior by sharing that God alone is to be worshipped now and forevermore. Interestingly, the angel then instructs John not to seal up the prophetic words in the book of Revelation. 
This is an exact opposite command from the book of Daniel, chapters 8 and 12, which commands Daniel to seal up his prophetic words. How wonderful that in these end times, the Lord God opens Daniel's book to vast understanding and then adds John's book of Revelation to Daniel's information. So now we can see the entire future plan of the Almighty God. With this knowledge available to us now, the angel then provides a clear warning. Here is verse 11. Let the one who is doing harm continue to do harm. Let the one who is vile continue to be vile. Let the one who is righteous continue to live righteously. Let the one who is holy continue to be holy. Woe to those who have the knowledge of the Lord God and his Son before them and yet choose to continue in their evil ways. And blessed are those who have the same knowledge and follow the righteous and holy path no matter what. For the warning continues, but now it is spoken directly by the Son of God in verses 12 through 14. Look, I am coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes. They will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. Again and again throughout the book of Revelation, our loving God and his son warn humanity to make the correct decision for their future soul, because no one will be allowed into the kingdom of heaven who have not come through the son first. No one will be able to live forever unless they choose the Lord Jesus Christ while they live on earth, because he alone is the beginning and the end. Those who follow his commandments and obey him will be blessed. Therefore, after the great tribulation and after the great white throne judgment, only those who are provided with incorruptible and perfected resurrected bodies will be permitted to enter into the new holy city Jerusalem and eat from the tree of life and drink from the living water. This is reiterated again in verses 15 and 16. Outside the city are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idol worshipers, and all who love to live a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this message for the churches. I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I am the bright morning star. Why reiterate again? Because in the beginning of the book of Revelation are the Lord Jesus Christ's clear and precise instructions for all humanity that were given to John through the Lord's messenger to the seven churches, information that bestows the necessary knowledge to all. Way back in the beginning of this book, Jesus admonishes, all who have ears, let him hear. Way back at the beginning of this book, Jesus explained who he is and what he's done. He provided his lineage as the father of David and as the subsequent heir to David's throne. He is both before and after King David. Additionally, he reconciled Satan's vile lie regarding who truly is the bright morning star. 
Throughout Revelation, the Lord never hid any of this information from anyone who wished to learn what he had to say. Truthfully, frankly, and honestly, the book of Revelation is the life-changing wisdom and knowledge for all humanity to be saved from everlasting torment. And so, the closing verses express the joy and wonder and hope and freedom offered to anyone who chooses to partake. Here are verses 17 through 20, the last words in the book of Revelation and the entire Holy Bible. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Let anyone who hears this say, Come. Let anyone who is thirsty, Come. Let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. And I solemnly declare to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy written in this book, if anyone adds anything to what is written here, God will add to that person the plagues described in this book. And if anyone removes any of the words from this book of prophecy, God will remove that person's share in the tree of life and in the holy city that are described in this book. He who is the faithful witness to all these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. Even now, at the end of Revelation, the Lord invites anyone who has ears to hear to come to him. If you are troubled, persecuted, riddled with sorrow, overwhelmed, incapable, unable, struggling, or suffering, Jesus invites you to come to him. He opens his arms across the vast universe and welcomes anyone who is thirsty, for he is the water of life, and his promises are sure and true. Then, in the Lord's final closing statement, he announces one last command, one that was first presented in the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4, verse 2. Anyone who attempts to add or subtract from his word will be held responsible. And anyone who alters the book of Revelation will be severely punished. But why? Because the book of Psalms clearly states that Thou has magnified thy word above all thy name, and his word will live forever as the entirety of his word is truth. There it is. Jesus' last command made plain and simple right before he announces one last time that he is coming quickly. And all who believe heartily respond by saying, Amen, come Lord Jesus, come. And so, dear friends, take heed of the Holy Spirit-inspired Word of God today as you seek a deeper personal relationship with Him. Thank you for joining me and know that the Lord Jesus Christ loves you very, very much. Until next time, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with God's holy people. Amen and amen.